the Americhicks with Molly Votes and Kim Monson. The most important stories. They are like this newfound, off-hinged part of the left. Even Chuck Schumer's pushing back on. The latest in politics and world affairs. The buck is stopping with Trump. The different administrations prior to him have been kicking the can down the road on a number of issues. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. The heart of this is, is the U.S. Constitution a progressive document? Or is it something that should be looked at as an original document? It's the Americhicks. Molly and Kim. Because face it, ideas matter. Because ideas matter. Ideas do indeed matter, and we are in a battle of ideas in America today. Hey, I'm Kim Munson. Molly's out for the week, and we are the Americhicks. We dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we've got to have a conversation. So be sure and check out our website, americhicks.com, and sign up for our emails. We will keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. And we are the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. We offer a conservatarian uh, perspective. Steve? Do we need to put a disclaimer up front today? Because this is the decaffeinated version of Kim Munson. <laughs> uh, we do need to do that. Yes, I have my annual physical later today. So I've not eaten anything for over 14 hours and I couldn't have my coffee. So make sure that you get those sound bites ready when they're ready, okay? Ouch. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, I'm going to be a little, I'm very cranky if I don't have my coffee, that's for sure. Hey, uh, the Constitution. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the Constitution, and we have got to get our brains around it. We are in, I believe, the third founding of America. The first was with uh, Washington and the Patriots. The second, of course, Lincoln and the Civil War. But now, I, Trump, I mean, who would have thunk it? But we are in the third founding. We are in the battle for our lives, and we need to understand these ideas. So we, the Americhicks, are thrilled to be partnering with the Dr. Uh, Tom Cranwitter team to bring you Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth. Uh, Dr. Cranowitter is creating a fascinating lecture series on the Federalist Papers. So go to Americhicks.com. You can go ahead and register there. Uh, we will be meeting the fourth Monday of each month throughout 2019. Dr. Cranowitter has put together an amazing syllabus. You do not need to do <clears throat> any reading for this particular for this first meeting. And if you can't make all of them, that that is okay. Each of these uh, lectures will stand on their own. Uh, so anyway, reservations are coming in at a brisk pace. Do not tarry. Sign up today. Again, that link is at americhicks.com. Uh, let's start off with something, I think, a little lighter. This is one of President Reagan's favorite stories. He said, it's hard to get an automobile in the Soviet Union. They are owned mainly by elite bureaucrats, and it takes an average of 10 years to get a car. And only one out of seven families owned automobiles. You have to go through a major process and put the money down in advance. So this man does all this, and he goes into the dealer, and the dealer says, okay, in 10 years, come back and get your car. The buyer responds morning or afternoon. And the dealer says, well, what difference does it make? And the man says, the plumber is coming in the morning. Bada boom. Yes. And that is socialism. And uh, socialism is certainly at the forefront because the new representative from New York, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez, has been busy. She was on 60 Minutes the other night with Anderson Cooper. And there are some nuggets of some soundbites, Steve. We are going to, she is going to be on our radar so much in the next, I don't know how long, but we're just going to call her AOC. 
Well, yeah. For brevity's sake. AOC, okay. Let's listen to this first. Oh, I wanted to, well, go ahead. Let's listen to that soundbite first, okay? Okay, this is the Ben Shapiro one, right? Okay, yeah. Time that it is okay to lie so long as you get to the end point that you are seeking. If you are Barack Obama, you can lie about liking your doctor and keeping your doctor because the ends justify the means. The ends are morally right. Therefore, the means, not telling the truth to the American people, that's okay too. So when Ocasio-Cortez says, I don't have time to tell the truth, People worry too much about me being factually accurate instead of morally right. One of the ways we decide whether you are morally right is if you are factually accurate. If you have to lie to get somebody to identify with your conclusion, then you are not only doing it wrong, you are doing something immoral itself. So it's fascinating to me, Steve, because President Trump is going to be uh, hopefully on television tonight. I guess there's there's some comments out there that the major new, news uh, networks may not carry that. I would find that hard to believe if that if that is the case. That's a travesty. Yeah, we have to put a huge disclaimer out front that there's only rumblings at this point that the major some of the major networks might not carry his address. I did see that on the news feed this morning that the Democrats are demanding equal time after his speech. Uh, I don't recall that that has ever happened when, uh, when for example, uh, Barack Obama came out and gave some kind of a speech. There was never equal time given for a rebuttal. But you know what? I'm actually okay with the battle of ideas. But uh, I guess Mika Brzezinski was already out this morning saying that Trump was going to be lying. It's so interesting to me, the people that lie all the time about what is really going on. For example, Ocasio-Cortez really was just recently caught in a lie. And another thing that I heard her say is, okay, sometimes when I say things, it might be a little clumsy instead of, she doesn't, I don't think she really understands the truth. And this is what has happened in America is the ends justify the means. So whatever they think is, you know, is noble, is moral in their minds, then they can do anything immoral and unnoble to make sure that it happens. So let's listen to this uh, second Ben Shapiro commentary on, again, uh, Ocasio-Cortez on 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper on Sunday night. So Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez was asked specifically about the fact that she says a lot of things that are not true, that in common parlance, she lies a lot. And she, she will just trot out arguments that make no sense. She will say things that are blatantly, factually false. Listen to her response, because it is telling about the way so many folks on the political left think about what politics is. And it explains why younger generation folks are turning socialist. What she's about to say is a sign of deep immorality, deep philosophical immorality. But she says it with a straight face. And so we take it seriously. I think that there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically correct than about being morally right. But being factually correct is important. It's absolutely important. And whenever I make a mistake, I say, okay, this was clumsy. And then I restate what my point was. Um, but it's, it's not the same thing as the president lying about immigrants. It's not the same thing at all. Um, yeah, it is. So what she says there is that feelings don't matter about your facts, right? <laughs> My slogan is facts don't care about your feelings. For her, feelings don't care about your facts. So if she's morally right, she can lie. She can get facts wrong. We shouldn't worry about her being semantically or factually accurate. We shouldn't worry about any of those things. Accuracy is of no consequence when what you're saying is morally right. So you might say that we should take her seriously, but not literally. 
Well, Steve, the real question here, and this is in the real battle of ideas that is raging in America, is what is morally right? Uh, our founders, I mean, one of the first things that is is morally wrong is stealing from one person to another. Would you not agree that there are laws out there that says a guy cannot come up to you and accost you on the street with a gun or a knife and take your stuff? Right? I mean, I, ever since we started talking about, or you started using the phrase hate crimes, and we need special legislation or special laws for hate crimes, and I've always thought, what law or what could anything what could possibly be done to a person that the law doesn't already cover? What is the extra little nuance of, of a hate crime? You know, you have really nailed it because uh, because there is protection against uh, being robbed on the street or if you go out and hurt someone. I mean, there is already legislation for that. This hate crimes has put in place what we're seeing now where government can be then used to go out and force people to do things or to not do things in the case of Jack Phillips. They want to force him to be to do something that is against his his beliefs. And if he doesn't do that, then they will use the force of government to take away his business. Whereas government came in and said, if you don't affirm what we say you have to affirm, then we are going to say then you can no longer do wedding cakes for anybody. Mm-hmm. And that is a terrifying situation to be in. Well back to AOC. <laughs> Ms. Cortez, um, it all goes back to, I, I'll go back to like right about year 2000. I was a staff member at a big church and the lead pastor was, he saw this coming down the, the, you know, the, the track, this postmodern mm-hmm. thing. And what she's saying right now, and, and Ben alluded to it as well, uh, Ben Shapiro, you're going to talk about truth, but whose truth? And this is classic postmodernism. Well, it is because uh, that truth, that that moral high ground that she has, it's all relative. So she is willing, and all of those in her, I love this, Jesse Waters came out with this on Sunday night, the Caracas Caucus. All of those that are socialists, that are pushing forward that socialist agenda, uh, that, that moral high ground that she is talking about, is what she sees it as, and then she is willing to push forward legislation to to put forward that particular moral high ground where it, it as, as we noticed, it's not based on truth. It's not based on fact. She wants to continue on her point, and I f- found it really interesting that uh, when Anderson Cooper pushed her a little bit on this and said, well, that may not be factually correct, if I- implying that, she said, yes, so if I say something that's clumsy, then I will reword it to make my point. Now, Steve, she is being coached. Uh, I was looking at her background, and and she actually she went to Boston University. And uh, first of all, who paid for that? And whoever paid for that, I think that they need to get their money back. And then she's never really had a job. Uh, she was quote unquote an educator and community organizer working in the Bronx and serving as educational director of the 2017 Northeast Collegiate World Series for the National Hispanic Institute. So that's only one year. So what has she been doing? She has been coached for a long time on this, and the Democrats have a heck of a problem here because she is the new face of the Democrat Party, whether or not Nancy Pelosi likes it or not. And when we talk about the Caracas Caucus... Uh, when we look at what is happening in Caracas, Venezuela, where there is not enough food, there's no toilet paper, people are going over the borders to try to get just the basic things that they need to take care of their families. 
And back in the 70s and 80s, Venezuela was a thriving, uh, prosperous country. And it is because of socialist policies that they are in the situation that, that they're in. And we now have a young group of people that have been indoctrinated in our higher ed, ed uh, education uh, facilities that are coming out believing all of this socialist bunk. And many of them are now getting elected to city councils, getting into judgeships, uh, school boards. And if this continues, uh, this lovely thing that we've had of America will not last. And that is why it is so important uh, on this whole border wall thing with President Trump. He needs to remain strong. And all of the Republicans need to remain strong behind him because this is really a, a, a kind of a, a political look at our country. And so it's going to be really, really important. Just a, a quick before you go to break. Let me, uh-huh. I just I got this from Fox News and it's very telling. Uh, I'm sorry for reading it. But it's been less than a week since radical Democrats took control of the House of Representatives. They've given us a sneak peek into what the next two years will be like under their control. Buckle up, it's going to be bumpy and entertaining at times. But in the end, the Democrats just may hand us another four years of President Trump. The GOP campaign ads practically write themselves. Right, and so we need to make sure that the establishment Republicans don't blow this this time. So before we do that, though, uh, a little levity might be nice. Uh, Last night was the big game for the college championships in Clemson routed Alabama. That was a bit of a surprise to me. And this weekend is a big weekend for NFL playoffs. On Saturday, the Colts match up against the Chiefs, and the Cowboys play the Rams. Sunday, it's the Chargers and the Patriots, and then the Eagles versus the Saints. So who moves on and who goes home? But the bigger question is, where will you watch the games? Well, Hooters, of course. Hooters is your game day headquarters. So watch the NFL playoffs and the big game at Hooters. Special start at 10 bucks for a draft and 10 bonus wings. And if you come into any Hooters during the big game, you can enter to win a brand new 55-inch HDR TV. And did you know that Hooters wings can fly? You can have them delivered right to your doorstep. I'm going to do that tomorrow night. I have a bunch of ladies coming over. We're going to talk about big ideas. And so try their new smoked wings. They're delish, half the calories. So order your Hooters to go or have them delivered right to your front door. For more information, check out HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. Let them know that you know the AmeriChicks. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking one of, with one of our favorite chicks. That is Amy Oliver Cook with the Independence Institute. We want to see what she sees coming down the pike with the Colorado legislature. We'll be right back. All AmeriChick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you'd like to support the work of the AmeriChicks and grow your business, contact them at AmeriChicks.com. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine recently celebrated 30 years with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in homeownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. The AmeriChicks, Molly and Kim, know Karen Levine personally and cannot recommend her highly enough. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. 303-877-7516. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks, Molly and Kim, recommend Predovich & Company as your financial business consultants. 
Predovich and Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Okay, welcome back to the AmeriChicks. Yeah, this weekend it is the March for Life, and so we just wanted to give a shout-out to all the people that are doing great work over there on that. So, uh, But jumping in here, we have uh, Amy Oliver-Cook on the line with us. She is the executive director over uh, at the Independence Institute. She's in charge of the energy policy, and uh, she really, I mean, she's one smart chick. And so, Amy, what do you see coming down the pike here for this new legislative session here in Colorado? It's going to be wild, isn't it? Well, I would think so. First, thank you for the kind words. Um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it, it'll, if you're a conservative, you have a lot to be concerned about. Or a free marketeer or somebody who believes that business um, should should operate with um, oh, less onerous regulation. I think you have a lot about which to be concerned. Uh, Democrats have control of both the House and the Senate. And in the House, I, I mean, I, I think it's maybe 41, 24. I mean, they're pretty close to a supermajority. Yeah, veto proof majority. And then you have a Democrat, you have a, de- a Democrat governor who's about to be sworn in or inaugurated. So, yeah, you have a, there's a lot to be concerned about. If you, um, since thanks to our state Supreme Court, darn near anything is a fee now which means the legislature can just initiate, pass, and, and make you pay a fee, I think you're going to see fees for a number of things. So new fees. And we, we'll all know that they're taxes, but wink, wink, since the Supreme Court has told the legislature, go ahead, make it all a fee. Uh, and, has, and, and, then, and then, unfortunately, with the help of some Republicans, have shown how you can enterprise that fee and then have it completely taken out from underneath the Tabor cap, uh, you're going to see fees for maybe it's a payroll assessment fee or uh, paid family leave. I'm sure you're going to see some kind of fee for so they can do health care for all. Uh, They'll do some probably some kind of a fee to pay for K-12, you're also going to see attempts to make, um, to tie Colorado, not just to, or tie Colorado to California, not just for air emissions, but also for things like the Electoral College. We will no longer be independent of other states when it comes to our electors. They put us into a national popular vote compact. You're going to see additional regulations on oil and gas. Now, whether or not all of that stuff gets passed and makes it to uh, Governor Polis's desk is, has yet to be seen. The conventional wisdom is the House will pass some of this crazy stuff. It'll go to the, um, to the Senate to be amended before it goes to the governor's desk. 
But there are a couple of things to watch, Molly. Number one is that the president of the Senate, oh, by the way, we should mention, he's a man. So after this whole Me Too thing, what is so interesting is that the Democrats in the state Senate, which love to tout their diversity and say, we have uh, the first female majority in the state Senate, the Democrats do, yet it's okay for them to elect men to the president and the majority leader, which I think is kind of interesting that with with all of this hype that when women lead and we're champions of women, they elected men to positions of, of leadership in the state Senate, and that's just sort of a sidebar. But one of the things you should watch is that uh, is that in this session, Leroy Garcia, who is the president of the Senate, is from Pueblo. Pueblo voted for President Trump. And so he comes from a different kind of constituency. He actually uh, actually benefited in some ways from the recall. If you remember, it right. was a Pueblo mm-hmm. Democrat who was recalled, Angela Heron. George Rivera took her place in the recall. Leroy then uh, beat George Rivera. So Leroy has really benefited from that. It's a heavily Democrat county, but it's a blue-collar county. I mean, those are, those, are, those are Trump Democrats. So gun control bills, things like that, Leroy Garcia is going to have to decide, is he going to vote against his constituents, his county, or is he going to vote against his caucus? So I think that's something to watch. Watch Rachel Zenzinger. In um, in Jefferson County, remember Rachel Zenzinger mm-hmm. beat Laura Woods, and Laura Woods took Evie Hudak's place. Right, Evie Hudak stepped down because of the gun thing, uh, because of the gun bill. Um, so, and she's up for re-election in two years. So and she she's all over this one. big transportation stuff, if I remember right. Um, um, you, you know why we don't have transportation? You know why we we do It's because of Rachel Zenzinger and the Denver Metro Chamber. Rachel Zenzinger, Senate Bill 1 could have been on the ballot in 2018. Could have been. But the Denver Metro Chamber, along with Rachel Zenzinger, wanted to give the Denver Metro Chamber a chance to pass a massive tax increase, which, of course, got destroyed at the ballot box. The reason we don't have roads and bridges right now is Rachel Zenzinger. And, well, it's because she doesn't want roads and bridges. These no. elites want everybody in uh, in all of this mass transportation. When I drove over to the station this morning, Amy, I got my I, I have a physical uh, this morning, and I'd like to get my blood pressure down a little bit. But I could see that that the blood pressure was going up because I drove by on on the uh, the south line there, uh, you know, right near the tech center. There was a four I think it was four car train. And I didn't see anybody on it. And then when I came, oh and then when I came over on over on two twenty five, uh, the trains didn't have anybody on it. And yet the the elites want to put all of us working people. I I can't get over here in the morning on a train. I need my car. I like the safety of my car. But by gosh, I see something coming down the pike. They're going to continue to try to force us. But that was a big big success 
to uh, to stop uh, 110, which that was that massive sales, state sales tax increase that hurts everyday hardworking American people. We only have about a minute, Amy, but I think that there could be some positives on this because I think deep down that the Coloradoans really are that rugged, independent Western spirit. And now that the veil is going to be off on what this agenda is, both in the, the national um, level with the uh, Caracas caucus, and we've got our own Caracas caucus here, I think that we have great opportunity, but we're going to have to roll up our sleeves and work. And what you guys are doing over at the Independence Institute, I mean, you've been at the forefront constantly on all of these big issues. Well, thank you. I appreciate those kind words. Our, our big agenda, for sure, this, this legislative session, I mean, there'll be a whole bunch of shiny objects that distract us. But those of us who care and appreciate our taxpayers' bill of rights and our state flat tax, two of the single most important policies we have in the state. That's, that's, those are the two most important things right now to us that we need to protect. There are a whole bunch of other things. There's guns. There's energy development. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. But we've got to stand strong and make sure that we can keep – a cap on the size and scope of government with our flat tax and our taxpayers' bill of rights. That's what we'll be watching for sure. Well, that's for sure. And uh, as uh, another famous redhead said, Maggie Thatcher, she said that uh, you can't have political freedom if you don't have economic freedom. So making sure that Tabor is honored and we keep that flat uh, flat tax is really important. So, Amy, thanks so much. Keep up the good work over there at the Independence Institute, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Have a good morning. Most definitely. And uh, talking about the economy, I wanted to speak with Jason McBride. Uh, Jason, we recently had some really great uh, employment numbers. They came out last Friday and it said that we had created, we had, uh, what, 312,000 new jobs. But yet it looked like the unemployment rate went up. I mean, how, how on earth does that happen, Jason? Well, that happens because the labor force participation rate also went up from 62.9% to 63.1%. So what happened was more people ended up uh, making themselves eligible to work, for lack of a better way to put it. Is it okay with you if I do this like a couple of baskets of apples to explain it? Yeah, I think that would be great. So if we've got two baskets sitting side by side, uh, you know, one is big, one small. Uh, the big one has red and green apples in it. The small one only has green apples. And red apples are people that are working, and green apples are people that are not working. Okay. So you've got the two baskets. Okay. That's right. So who's in the baskets is everybody in the U.S. who is older than 16, doesn't include students, people in nursing homes, in jail, mental hospitals, or people that are in the armed forces. So this is everybody that's technically able to work. The labor force is everyone who's either employed or unemployed. So these are the red and green apples in the big basket. So if you're employed... Uh, that's anybody that's over 16 who's working or who worked in the last week. These are the red apples. If you're unemployed, well, you're not working. Those are the green apples. Uh, those who want to work but haven't, 
or they've given up. Boy, this is longer than I expected. That's Jim. okay. I'm sorry, no, I think but, it's important. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the people who want to work or they're discouraged or given up are the green apples in the small basket. Okay. So that's the important thing. Uh, the people that are working or temporarily unemployed are in the big basket. That's red apples and green apples. The green apples in the side basket have been out of work for a long time and have maybe given up. And right now, they're not considered part of the labor force. So here's how we end up with a big, huge jobs report, and then the unemployment rate still goes up. If a bunch of the green apples in the big basket turn into red apples, that's the 312,000 new jobs, that makes the jobless percent drop, right? Right. That makes sense. But at the same time, if a big bunch of the green apples in the small basket jump into the big basket, so these are people that are now looking for jobs, but they're still green because they're unemployed, Well, in a way, that pollutes the big basket, right? It increases the percentage of green versus red, and that's exactly how the jobless rate went up when we had a whole bunch of new jobs added. Okay, but the silver lining on that basket, Jason McBride, would be the fact that all those people that had over in the the green apple basket that had given up, they actually see some real hope and dignity, and they're trying to find a job, and so that is really positive is what I see. That's right. The economy is so strong that these people that have given up are now saying, well, maybe I can get a job. So oh, I think my it's gosh. Great. That is awesome. So, hey, Jason McBride, that, that, that explained a very complicated um, statistic very well. So thank you so much. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. That's Jason McBride over at Presidential Wealth Management. If you want uh, more of those nuggets of wisdom, give him a call over there at 303-694-1600. That's 303-694-1600. Or check out chickspresidential.com. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we will be talking with Dr. Jerome Corsi. He's been in the crosshairs of Robert Mueller. And uh, Dr. Corsi has a new book out regarding um, how he became became a political prisoner of this whole investigation. Uh, I think it's called Silent No More. So we will go to break. We'll be right back with Dr. Jerome Corsi. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And now, Kim is helping guys, too, with well-priced, made-to-measure shirts, pants, and jackets that fit a busy guy's lifestyle. Guys or gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Hi, this is the Americhicks Molly and Kim. Social media is important to us since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Americhicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the Americhicks radio show. Contact us at Americhicks.com or email molly at Americhicks.com.
Okay, welcome back. Yes, the March for Life is this weekend, uh, and we're doing some of these songs in honor of uh, the great people that are working on that. Uh, before we talk to Dr. Jerome Corsi, just wanted to remind you, 2019, and what do you want to do with your future? Uh, maybe you've worked hard, the kids don't want to continue with your business, and so is it time to sell? Or perhaps you've recently retired, maybe from the military, a corporate job, and you want to create some cash flow in the future. Well, then it's time to buy a business. Well, Chris Cantwell is a business broker with Transworld Business Advisors, and he buys and sells opportunity. He is an advocate for entrepreneurship, the voluntary exchange of value between individuals, and the rights of business owners to thrive and flourish. Chris Cantwell knows that small businesses drive the economic engine of America. So reach out to Chris Cantwell for a complimentary consultation and find out how he can help you sell your business or buy your next opportunity. Check out Chris's website, cccellscompanies.com. That's like Chris Cantwell, cccellscompanies.com. Let him know that you know the Americhicks. Let us jump right in here. I am thrilled to have on the line with us Dr. Jerome Corsi. Uh, he is um, the author of Silent No More, How I Became a Political Prisoner of Mueller's Witch Hunt. It is now available on ebook. And uh, just, just recently, uh, I think within the last day, WikiLeaks Assange issues an official denial of Russian collusion in release of the Podesta emails. No contacts with Don Jr., uh, Roger Stone, uh, Jerome Corsi, or Manafort, etc., so this is going to be a fascinating conversation. Uh, so let's jump in here. Dr. Corsi, first of all, welcome to the AmeriChicks. I'm Kim Munson. Uh, great to be with you, Kim. Thank you very much. Now, your name is a very recognizable one. Uh, so very quickly, tell our listeners a little bit about your personal story. Well, I've been uh, writing. I've had several careers. I mean, I had about 25 years in <coughs> finance, excuse me, international banking, but also um uh, since 2004, I've been writing political books. I've co-authored with John O'Neill on Fit for Command, the, the Swift Boat book against John Kerry. And I've written 20 books since then. Um, if it's seven of them, New York Times bestsellers, two number one, The Abomination, and my current bestseller, A Chilling the Deep State. And uh, now there's um, Silent No More, which is now available, by the way, as an uh, audio book. I recorded it myself. So you can hear what the 40-hour inquisition with you was like. It was a horror show. Wow. Okay. So with that, this whole Mueller thing, uh, can you explain to our listeners a little bit of background on the Mueller investigation as you see it? Well, I mean, first of all, I want to comment upon what you said about the Assange uh, noticing, you know, broadcasting yesterday, put out in a memo that, uh, I did not have any contact at all with Julian Assange on the election information or the emails that were stolen from the Democratic National Committee, and neither did a whole list of people, including Roger Stone and uh, Paul Manafort, etc. Uh, this breaks Mueller's back. This absolutely destroys the entire Russia collusion. Uh, and that's why my interrogation with Mueller fell apart. It was so difficult, especially... I was 40 hours, two months, uh, you know, this was six sessions, and they became absolutely abusive. The three prosecutors from Mueller's team and six to nine FBI, when I told them I didn't have a link to Julian Assange. I don't know Julian Assange. I've never communicated with Julian Assange. Uh, and I couldn't link Roger Stone to Julian Assange. That broke their entire prosecutorial theory. They have nothing now. Their investigation after this announcement by Julian Assange is now a shambles. 
Why don't you think Julian had uh, announced this much earlier? Well, I think he, I don't think he was, um, his interest was not to try and uh, end this investigation or to save me or anybody else. He posted a list of like 150 statements he considered defamatory and noticed people was going to start charging them with lawsuits. And one of them was he made it absolutely clear that Jerome Corsi, me, I had nothing to do. You know, I figured out myself. So that a trip to, to Italy with our 25th wedding anniversary, my wife and I and the family. And um, in that time, it was July and August 2016. And I figured out months in advance that what Assange had was Podesta's emails. And I started announcing that to Roger Stone and others. And, of course, Mueller seized all these emails and communications. They have everything. The surveillance is massive. And um, he was sure I had a link, and I was going to be the final piece of their case. And I could provide them a link that would be Roger Stone, Walter and Jerome Corsi, and then Assange. And it would be Roger Stone back to Donald Trump. And there was their link for colluding when Assange would release these emails to be most detrimental to Hillary. The problem is it didn't happen. As the prosecution didn't look at a crime, they've, they've, already got a, they've already got a victim. They already got a criminal. Donald Trump, they want to impeach him. But they don't have a crime, and their theory falls apart. This is, this is, a, this is the most pathetic, I think, criminal investigation in the history of America. Well, I, I think, yeah, I think it's a crime what has happened because, uh, what, we're, we're two years into this whole thing, and there is nothing there. Uh, and, nothing at all. But, but, but the big but is, is there's been two years that the media has been, uh, you know, pushing forward this narrative uh, regarding Donald Trump. It's creating all kinds of questions in people's minds. Uh, Mika Brzezinski this morning uh, already announced that Donald Trump would be lying in his uh, speech tonight regarding immigration. We are in the fight for our country, Dr. Corsi. Uh, and I, I have to tell you, I think I, I think I know when this whole thing was starting to get cooked up. I remember Hillary Clinton in one of the debates threw something out about the Russians. And I kind of cocked my ear and I thought, well, that, that's kind of odd. But I think that this whole thing has been cooked up to try to uh, create questions in Americans' minds because Donald Trump has come in and he has really, uh, he's, he's, he's made people mad on both sides of the, the aisle. If you're establishment and you've been living off of the everyday hardworking Americans uh, by all the stuff that you're doing in Washington, D.C., then you don't want change. But I, I, I think that, that that's what's going on myself. Well, I agree with you. I, I think it actually started with British intelligence. Now, they cooked it up with John Brennan and Clapper, head of the DNI under Obama, and head of the CIA, John Brennan. They figured that they were going to pin Donald Trump with all this Russian dossier, and it was going to cost them the election. And if it didn't, it like throws a case that it would be their insurance policy to be able to impeach him. Now, this whole thing is, I think, a coup d'etat. And Assange just blew it wide open by saying that there was no contact from from Trump's campaign with him about the emails. He said before he didn't get the emails from Russia. Assange has just made a shambles. And I think now is time for a counterattack because this, you know, Mueller's been the head of a cover-up. 
so that we don't look at the real Russian collusion, which was Hillary Clinton and John Podesta making billions of dollars selling military technology to Russia under the reset. It's been Hillary and the Podestas who've been colluding with Russia from the beginning and making money off of it. And they wanted to hide that. That now has got to come before. That's got to be investigated and prosecuted. Those are the real crimes. This whole thing with Donald Trump was a cooked-up story. The British intelligence only was responsible for John Clapper bought a hook, line, and sinker. And what you're seeing right now is that the left has gone insane with their Trump derangement syndrome. And this left has nothing to do with the First Amendment. They don't want to debate. They want to move to totalitarianism. And people like me, they try desperately to imprison, to shut me up. It just failed. It failed because I told them, no, I wasn't going to plead their lying plea deal. And if they want to, they can prosecute me. I'm 72 years old. I'll go to prison the rest of my life, but I won't lie in front of a judge for a crime I didn't commit. And I've sued them. The suit's going to cost me lots of money to pursue. But, you know, if I win, they're going to be having to pay out millions. I intend to win. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's let's go to break because this book that you just recently wrote regarding Silent No More, How I Became a Political Prisoner of Mueller's Witch Hunt. Uh, first of all, before we do that, you probably heard, Dr. Corsi, that the witches here in America are offended that Donald Trump is calling this whole Mueller investigation <laughs> a witch hunt. Got my, got my funny bone as well. <laughs> but, uh, but before we go to break, I do want to give a shout out. You know, solutions are so important. And Act 2 uh, reforms is a blueprint to adjust the division of power in Washington, D.C. for a more fair, disciplined, open, and transparent government, regardless of the political party in power. That's the way the founders wanted it. Uh, so Act 2 reforms is a part of the Article 5 Convention of States movement, and they are located right here in Colorado. Uh, they've got five suggestions that they would like to have a conversation about. Number one, suggest that we enforce the rule of law on all federal employees. Number two, suggest that we give Congress a quick tool to block new regulations. We can use that in Colorado, too. Uh, number three, suggest we apply term limits on both Congress and the judiciary. Four, suggest that we make Congress account for all claims on the budget. That seems like a no-brainer to me. And five, suggest we sharply reduce the power of money in Washington, D.C. So if you think there's too much money or influence in D.C., check out act2blueprint.org. That's act2blueprint.org. Let them know that you know the AmeriChicks. And all of you listening out there, everybody needs to do one thing today to make sure that we preserve the American idea for the next generation. So this is the AmeriChicks. I'm Kim Munson. Molly's out for the week. And we are talking with Dr. Jerome. Corsi, and, uh, and he's been on the crosshairs of the Mueller investigation. This is fascinating, and he's a fighter. And we as Americans are fighters, so we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to hear about his fight. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick, accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financing options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure you are making the right financing choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. Are you looking for news, not propaganda? Ready for a news source you can actually trust? 
How about a news site that doesn't want to sell you a subscription? Visit CompleteColorado.com to see all the latest news from around Colorado. Complete Colorado's staff scours news sources from around the state and nation to bring you only the top stories that affect you right here in our great state. Updated three times a day, CompleteColorado.com has full-time reporters doing original investigations and reporting like newspapers used to do, as well as opinion and political commentary from a variety of Colorado voices. And CompleteColorado.com is the only place to read columnist Mike Rosen. Always fresh content, always free, always informed. CompleteColorado.com, your complete source for Colorado news. They're drawing a bead, reciting Okay, welcome back to the Americhicks. I'm Kim Munson. Molly's out for the week. And uh, some of these songs here are in honor of the March for Life that is this weekend. We have on the line with us Dr. Jerome Corsi. He has been in the crosshairs of the Mueller investigation. And just yesterday, uh, Julian Assange released uh, a statement that said that um, basically that he did did not have any contact with Jer- Jerome Corsi or many of these other guys that Mueller has been investigating. And Dr. Corsi, you recently released your book, Silent No More, How I Became a Political Prisoner of Mueller's Witch Hunt. The words political prisoner are, are pretty terrifying for American citizens. Uh, we should never have political prisoners in America. Um, what happened? I mean, you you said that you had what forty hour they uh, interrogations of forty hours. I almost see visions of the old movies as you will talk and that you will make a deal. I mean, this is all, uh, it, it's actually really scary. Well, when you read the book, and I think, and I did, by the way, it's out now in an ebook and audio book. You can hear me. It's nine hours. It's like a podcast. You get it as a podcast. Uh, silent no more. It it is terrifying, and it was a, I was a political prisoner. I mean, basically, for the very first day, you know, ask you a question, they say, pull out an email. You, two years ago, you had the scene and don't remember, and say, well, now you've lied to us. I, I didn't lie to you. You know, the crime is that I knowingly and willfully gave you information I knew to be false with an intent to deceive you. I didn't do that. And so we, we, can, we can prove that you were wrong. We can send you to prison. That's how it starts. I wanted to cooperate. I brought him in my computers, my backup devices, my cell phone. My, I gave them my passwords and email uh, usernames. And then, then they treat you like a criminal. And, and, and I hate the political writings. This guy, Zelensky, Aaron Zelensky, one of the prosecutors, a young guy, really a thug. And he starts saying, you know, my books are all, you take a, a fact here, a fact there, and you weave them with lies, get millions of people to believe them. We just told me he doesn't like my writing because I'm, you know, a, a Democrat. I, I don't like the, I don't like hard left. You know, I don't like these socialists today, and I've resisted them. Um, my lawyer said, "Look in your rearview mirror. There's a lot of corpses of Democrats in your wake." And this was a payback. If you read this book or listen to it, it will change America. Silent no more. Because we have got to stop prosecutors from criminalizing politics. It's bad for both sides. The Democrats may like it now because it's going after Trump, but they won't like it nearly as well when it goes after Hillary. 
Right. And that's, I think that's what's so unique about the American idea is that everyone is supposed to be treated fairly under the law. And uh, I I served for just a a short time on city council for four years in my little community. And it was interesting to me to see that, you know, I went in with the idea that we are representatives of the citizen. And I learned that there are many people that get elected and they become the representative of the entity instead and pushing forward particular agendas. And um, I really looked at it and said, Dr. Corsi, we need to come back and make sure whether or not it's at the city council level or at the national level that every rule, regulation, law, ordinance, whatever it is, that it matches up against the the constitution that everybody is treated equally and fairly so like you mentioned those that are trumpeting no pun intended this whole witch hunt on donald trump need to be really careful because uh those things can be turned around and used against the person that they may like as well well that's exactly right and look you know the the uh, what we've become in this nation is what our founding fathers rebelled against we become the, <clears throat> the british george III with massive surveillance powers, where pretty much with face recognition, every move of your life is going to be able to be recorded. And the ability to leak secret information by prosecutors to a lapdog press that is politically oriented is exactly what our founding fathers warned us against, the overriding power of government, which will only move towards totalitarianism. We're headed on a fast track to George Orwell's 1984. And if we don't stop it now, there will be no political freedom in 10 years within America. Well, I agree. I think that we are in the fight of our political, of our life for our country. Uh, And so that's one of the reasons that this whole border conversation is so important uh, and that I, I believe that Donald Trump should should be very strong on that and uh, Republicans need to back him up on that because this is going to be the decision on the fabric of our country. Do we really do we really believe that we are Americans? We believe in the Constitution and what that means for everyone or is it something else? Uh, we only have a few more minutes. What are some of the final thoughts that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Well, I want everybody to understand I'm fighting this battle this lawsuit which I intend to take to the Supreme Court if we have to, suing for $350 million, Mueller and his special prosecutors who were their illegal electronic surveillance, their leaking illegally grand jury information to the press, and their criminal prosecutorial misconduct in the way I was handled. Read silent no more. And um, go to CourseyNation.com. CourseyNation.com is my website. I've got a legal defense fund. I mean, people think... I'm going to be winning $350 million. I'm not a millionaire yet, and it's very expensive. Uh, Mueller's got unlimited resources. Right. Fight. And, he, uh, you he, know, he, people contributing $10, $20, that's what makes the difference right now. And CourseyNation.com is extremely important to me. And I, I intend to fight this fight to the end. And I intend to win. I intend to beat Mueller, even if we have to beat him in the Supreme Court. Well, and we have the blood of the patriots running through our veins here, and it's it's now our responsibility. As Reagan said, that we can't take freedom for granted from the, the previous generation, that we need to make sure that we stand up and fight for it now. And I, I think, Dr. Corsi, in some ways, 
people have gotten so comfortable and they they're driving around they they don't see that the surveillance is a big problem for them they're able to take their kids to school they they you know life seems pretty good i don't think that people understand that we are in the fight for our lives for the american idea well totalitarianism will come in with a smile and it will go out with a deadness because the you know every people they put these devices in their homes you know, they're, they're just inviting Big Brother into the bedroom. And, and believe me, Big Brother will come there and record everything you say, everything you do, every instance of your life. And if you have a thought your social score is a little bit low, they'll put you in an interrogation room like they did me with no windows at a building that has no FBI name on it in southeast Washington and interrogate you for hours and replay your life to you and say you're a criminal because you don't agree with the state. You don't agree with something that was written in one of the state-authorized media. That's coming. That's why I say that this Mueller investigation has got to be held to account. The tables have got to be turned. And we've got to expose that, in fact, what Mueller was doing was the cover-up operation for a coup d'etat. And we can't hate Donald Trump or any politician so terribly, they will commit crimes to get them out of office. That's the, that's the road to tyranny. If America takes that road, if the Democrats want to go down that road, I invite them to go down that road so it ends up in a cliff and they all jump off of it. Because we as Americans can't go down that path. Well, that's for sure. One other quick comment regarding this road to tyranny, how they, they took you. You said they put you in a, a room. I've got, to, I've got to read the book, and I will do that. Um, they put Listen you in a room. To the audio version. Listen to the audio version if you can. Okay. That's me speaking it. Okay. I will do that because that will have the inflection of your actual experiences. Right. But it's terrifying to think that they put you in a room for, what, almost 40 hours and, uh, you know, it basically interrogated you about your life. But tyranny, though, the other thing that I see is so dangerous in America is this whole putting people into groups. So they've pulled you out and done this to you, but... But it's going to happen where uh, we had a young millennial who was a, a straight white guy. And he said, I went to, uh, I think it was the University of Rochester, Rochester my first year. People hated me. I didn't realize why. And then he realized that he was just part of this regular group. And so when we have this socialist agenda that's putting people into groups, what's happened to you will happen to individuals if we don't get this thing turned around. Well, that's the, that's the, under, the ugly underside of identity politics is if you don't agree with the hard left's definition of which social groups are acceptable, uh, you're going to find your social score is zero. You won't be able to travel. You won't be able to get a job. You won't be able to buy a home. You won't be able to have a family. You'll be in prison. And, you know, uh, my experience, read silent no more, because that's the beginning, and that's why I'm fighting back. Well, Dr. Jerome Corsi, thank you so much for joining the AmeriChicks today. This is fascinating. Good luck. Thank you for fighting for uh, for what is right, for what is true. Uh, and so it's been a real pleasure to have you on this morning. Thank you. Okay. So as we move into the day, uh, positive thought. Read great books. Think good thoughts. Listen to beautiful music. Communicate and listen well. Live honestly, authentically. Strive for high, high ideals. And in the words of Superman, Strive for truth, justice, and the American way. So today the quote is freedom from Clara Smith Reber. She says, freedom is a breath of air, pine-scented or salty like the sea. 
Freedom is a field new plowed, furrows of democracy. Freedom is a forest, trees tall and straight as men. Freedom is a printing press, the power of the pen. Freedom is a country church, a cathedral stately spire. Freedom is a spirit that can set the soul on fire. Freedom is a man's birthright, a sacred living rampart, a pulse beat of humanity, the throb of a nation's heart. Uh, so freedom is something that America was founded on, and we mean, need to make sure that we preserve it. Dr. Jerome Corsi is out there. He is fighting uh, this whole witch hunt, if you will. Uh, I hope that Donald Trump continues to remain strong regarding this border wall. When you look at the accomplishments of what he has done for every way, everyday hardworking Americans, it is astonishing. Lower taxes, more opportunity, more jobs, uh, more people, as Jason McBride, we talked about it, more people have, have, have started to regain hope and they've jumped back in to try to find a job. So this is the AmeriChicks. Be sure and go to our website, Check out our Vino and Veritas event that is coming up. It is the fourth Wednesday, or excuse me, the fourth Monday of every month beginning in January, and we will be going through the Federalist Papers. So we'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. We are the AmeriChicks. God bless you, and God bless America.